welcome back to another episode of Panhandle Padres. Um, we are whole again. You know, what God has joined, may no one put asunder. I'm Father Michael. I'm Father Luke. All right. Well, we had another just awesome weekend with the whole team staff uh, present to you this Sunday. So I hope you enjoyed. I thought the music was particularly beautiful this time. We had our you know a, a full choir, not really a full choir, but a a much larger choir than we have throughout the COVID years. Um, so I think it was like five or six um, lovely women singing for us, and it was awesome at the 11 o'clock mass. So I only really got to hear like the post-communion stuff because I was in the confessional before that, but um, it sounded beautiful even through closed doors. So looking forward to this weekend coming up. It was great. I, just to say, I know Zach, our music minister, is looking for men as well. I mean, we have like six, I think six really good singers, and so we're looking for some male voices. So if you have a good voice, share that with us, please. Come talk to me, Father Michael or, or Zach, our music minister. Yeah, and if you think you do, but if you if you think you do, Zach will tell you if you do or do not. So there you go. <laughs> um, he's he's a very gifted uh, leader in that area. So oh yeah. All right, man. So what we had going for um, I think it was last Sunday we had our St. Paul Street Evangelization first outing. So some of you have heard about this and what we're basically doing is trying to evangelize and specifically in the public square. So we're going to places where there's a lot of pedestrian traffic. Uh, we went to Helen McCall Park and we were there um, with a few families from the parish and so they had the kids playing. We were by the park and so we were just striking up conversations with people and uh, really just you know, getting out there as a community, a St. Rita community, and talking to people. Um, we offered them prayer cards and, and rosaries and just different things um, to pray with, as well as just kind of telling them about our church and hearing where people were coming from, you know, if they're part of faith community. So it was really, it was a good uh, first outing. And uh, so this gaining momentum, so really, we're really pleased with it. Yeah. And the next one's coming up this Friday at Trunk or Treat. So you'll see them in action. Um, whoever comes to Trunk or Treat, you know, there'll be the St. Paul Street Evangelization team out there reaching out to whoever, if they're not already parishioners. But, yeah, it's going to be – I look forward to seeing the fruits from that, that new ministry we have here. Um, Friday we had our second bingo night, and so we tripled basically our numbers. So I was pretty happy about that. We had a lot of fun. Um, I was calling and telling awesome jokes that I steal from this book I have that I think was a hand-me-down from Father Kevin, so <laughs> eventually they'll they'll get old. But um, but thank you to everybody who came, and please just keep your eyes open for when we have those once a month put on by the Knights, and uh, there actually really is good food there as well, so it's like a cheap dinner, and you get to play bingo. Um, one lady won like two or three rounds this time, <laughs> um, so we went from having like eight, nine, ten people to having 37 people this last time, but... We would love to see um, our gym just full of, of bingo players and because it, it really does help support um, our Boy Scout uh, charter, but also um, youth programming here at St. Rita's. So, you know, come support them and then also, you know, get lucky and win bingo. Maybe. Maybe. There's, there, was also, there was also like 30 people who didn't win, so... Also, last weekend we had our discernment group, so this is something that's starting up in our deanery in our area. Um, I'm leading that with Father Doug Martin, and so we had some guys come, and we prayed together, and it was good. So a discernment group is basically for people that are interested in a vocation to the priesthood or married life, and how do you choose? How do you know how to proceed? 
how do you know you're, you're following God's will? So this is what we would call discernment. And so if you're interested in growing in discernment, say you have some life choices on the horizon, um, this would be a great group, a great group uh, to, to get um, to be a part of. So contact me, call the office, email me, um, and I can tell you more about that. But again, that's a discernment group that we're going to do about a, once a month, and that'll be here at St. Rita. And uh, I'll give you more information um, if, uh, yeah, as that comes along. So Cool. Yeah, you know, I talked about this weekend at the 8 o'clock Mass and the Vigil Mass. You know, it's it's from our desires that God um, speaks. So, And then we want to purify and, and, you know, all the desires in our heart. But He's speaking to you there. So if you feel called, you know, whether it's a desire for marriage and family or whether it's a call to um, be totally His and to His church, um, you know, that's what Father Luke's going to help you discover. Very good. All right, well, Father Luke just wrapped up his final night on his book study that they've been doing, um, Apostolic Christendom to Apostolic Mission. So how you want right. to give every, everybody who didn't come, he's going to give you a little you know, recap of, of how all that went. And... Yes. So essentially, we've been talking and going through this book this past, past month and looking at um, the death of Christendom and really just acknowledging that when that the age, the society, the culture that we're in is not really Christian. Um, we can be Christian maybe by name, but if you look at church attendance, as you look at you know all sorts of other factors, really it points in the direction that we're not a Christian society. So um, how do you navigate your own journey as a Christian in a non-Christian world? Um, you know, 70 years ago, 80 years ago, the society would, you know, by and large, pull you and, and guide you to be a, a virtuous person. Um, now, if you were to drift, um, you won't magically become a great Christian, a person of self-sacrifice. So really, I think the book drove at many different points, and one of the, the points that really helped me is that we need to have an energetic resistance or an energetic response to the things that are thrown our way. Um, to go against the current, we actually have to strive and be intentional about that. Um, so when we turn on the TV at night, when we engage in different entertainments and other things, um, those aren't going to just, you know, without intention, bring us to be better Christians. So um, many other things, even our organizations, um, institutions, if we're not very intentional, um, we can easily creep and, and kind of drift into a very worldly institution. That, that doesn't, the church isn't immune from that. Um, so there's so many other things um, that we could talk about, and if this interests you, um, I think this book is a great read for you, um, From Christendom to Apostolic Mission, and it's just a book that's been circulating among our clergy. I know our bishop um, has read it as well, and some other bishops um, of our province in Florida, and so it's kind of making its, its rounds, and I think it's really just a helpful diagnosis of where we are and kind of how do you approach um, the current you know, what we say, the signs of the times. Um, so it was a really great book study, and I want to say so much more, but um, for the sake of brevity, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was really helpful uh, conversations and really good insights from our parishioners. So appreciate all those that were able to make it. Yeah. And so we do have books um, still available here for uh, purchase if, you want, if you'd like to want one, or you can just, you know, obviously search it. You know, but it's Christendom to Apostolic Mission, a subtitle, Pastoral Strategies uh, for an Apostolic Age. So... Um, Father Luke does have, I think, several copies left if you'd like to to purchase it. So, you know, I don't know if our bishop, is if it's because we're a mission diocese or if it's this book maybe inspired him a little bit, but he just recently, over the last several months, actually wrote you and me 
a letter, you know, a pastoral letter. Um, it's kind of like a local encyclical, like a, you know, like the Pope writes the church letters and writes the clergy and the laity um, encyclicals. Our bishop has done that for us. Now, he didn't write a big, huge 200, 300 paragraph encyclical, but he wrote about <laughs> an, eight, an eight page letter uh, for all of us to read. And it's called Sharing the Gift. So it's, it's all about evangelization. So I don't know if yeah if this book could have been very much a source for him to be like I need to speak on this to my flock you know to my people in the diocese, and so the, they even had them printed professionally and they're on their way to our parish right now. So we'll probably have about 900 copies that all of you are going to receive, called you know sharing the gift, and um, it's from Bishop Bill Bishop Walk and you know to us to to read and to actually listen and try to actually do. <laughs> In our world, you know, in our first in our parish, but then also just for the diocese in general. And so I hope that you do read it when we give it to you on the weekend that we have them. I think it's November 6th and 7th is when they would like um, them to be distributed to the people. But we are going to try to figure out uh, the best ways to provide an, you know, an environment for us to talk about it and to talk about what he says in that letter. So whether it's going to be, you know, another study kind of thing on Monday nights or, if it's going to be just be maybe connected or tied to our preaching, maybe during the Advent season, we're still going to be praying and, and kind of discerning what to do and what's the best ways to kind of roll out this letter from the bishop that he really desires all of us to read and, and to, you know, to act on. So that'll be coming. We'll make sure you all know through the podcast or just through the weekend announcements. But um, yeah, I'm thinking Advent might be a good time. The new year, the new church year, um, the new secular year kind of in January, but um so we'll be that be on the lookout for that information. It's a um, it's a a letter. I mean, I, I just kind of imagine the length of this letter. It's only about seven pages, um, eight and a half by eleven pages. So I'm just thinking about like a soldier writing home. Like it's almost like the size of a letter that you would get from somebody um, that you correspond with. So it, it's a really easy read, and it's awesome. It's uh, I just finished it today uh, before this filming, and I thought it was amazing. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah, because he doesn't he even go in like the history of the I haven't, I haven't actually read it yet, but mm-hmm. um, the history of the diocese and kind of he ties it all to, you know it's really to us and about our area um, and about our faithful you know so um, I hope everybody reads it. All right, well looking ahead, we have some definitely some more events coming up. Um, so the first thing coming up soon this Friday, a couple of days from now when you watch this, is yeah. Trunk, yeah, so we have, trunk or treat. Yeah, trunk or treat and Halloween's coming up. I, I just think it's so funny. Like Christmas, how do we celebrate Christmas? Like the night before, we give each other some gifts. And, you know, I guess Jesus is, it's his birthday and, you know, the gifts kind of, the gift of life, I guess. Easter, the resurrection of like Jesus himself. And what do we do? Mm-hmm. We like hunt eggs. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess there's like new life, hatching. I'm, I, don't, I don't know exactly. But Halloween is like All Saints Day. And like, how do we celebrate? Like, dress up like witches and like <laughs> ghosts and stuff. I don't, I don't really necessarily understand that, but uh, I think superheroes is popular too. Yes, and Disney, that would be great. Disney princesses. So as Catholics, let's reclaim this uh, All Hallows Eve. It actually like when we say the Our Father, we say Father Hallowed be Thy name. Hallow actually means holy, so it means All Holy's Eve. We're actually celebrating the Eve, just like Christmas Eve and the Vigil of Easter. It's the Eve of All Saints Day. So I've always thought it would be cool if we reclaimed it and like dressed as saints. Like that would be like scaring off the demons, the terror, you know, Joseph, St. Joseph, the terror of demons and all these things. Um, I think that would be cool to reclaim that. So uh, embrace your weirdness as a Catholic and just be a saint for this Halloween. 
Um, that would be really cool. Um, but we're going to do that at um, Trunk or Treat on our campus. So we're going to actually have a safe place for the kids to be able to run around and there's not going to be cars or just chaos. I mean, it's going to be chaos, but it's not going to be, it's going to be safe chaos. And what do we yeah. have, like cars and trunks? How, how would you describe yes. it? Yeah. I mean, if you've been before, we, the preschool has been doing this for a long time. Now we do it as a whole parish community, preschool and church. Um, but yeah, if you know, people just pull in straight to the parking spaces and they pop their trunk or their tailgate, whatever it is that they're, they're driving, whether it's a truck or SUV or car, and then you just create this little cool, you know, theme, whatever. So I know one that always stuck out was somebody did, would do a Noah's Ark thing. And a lot of times they'll try to have games involved with the trunk as well. So this Noah's Ark one was just this big wooden boat with, oh, an, nice. with animals. Nice. And then kids could like throw a, you know, a clothespin fishing line and then somebody would, you know, pin, pin some candy to it. But um, it's uh, there's all kinds of stuff. So some people go the scary route, the haunted route, and then some people go just more fun or... I think there's going to be food and games too, right? Oh, yeah. If so I... the gym will be full of games and, and yeah. whatever food. I think we normally have like hot dogs, but I think I don't really know what we're going to do. Um, I'm not really involved with <laughs> organizing cooking, trunk or treat, <laughs> but I will be there. Um, <laughs> nice. Probably dressed as a priest, though. Maybe I'll dress as the Pope. Heck yeah. I don't know. Be the saint, man. Be the saint you're called to be. Saint Michael, dude. I'll be, yeah. I'll put Ooh. on some little angel wings and carry around a big sword. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Just come. Well, I think we did actually have a big influx of people sign up because we announced it at all the masses. So thank you, all you that did that. I think it's going to be a great time. Um, which will lead us right into the weekend, which is going to be the 31st, second, 32nd week of ordinary time. 31st, I think. 31st. 32nd. 30, we're getting a little mixed up with that, but Numbers. we're getting close to the end of the regular ordinary time season. Um, but Monday morning is All Saints Day. So we have Halloween, All Holies Eve, and then Monday morning is November 1st, All Saints Day. So there's an awesome liturgy. Um, this is a secret to just the podcast followers because I didn't want to tell anybody else, but it is actually not a holy day of obligation this year. Whenever those holy days fall on a Monday, um, the bishops give you freedom to not attend by obligation. So I think it's unfortunate. I think y'all should all come. It's such an awesome liturgy to celebrate. You're celebrating your family and the ones who have gone before us and show us the way by their holiness of life. So it's it's such a great... We'll have all the relics of the church out in front of the sanctuary to be venerated by anybody who would like to. So we have several relics. Um, if you've never looked at them over in the little side uh, altar at, at St. Rita's, but on All Saints Day, I, I move them out to the front where people can come and look at them and pray or nice. venerate, you know, any, any form of veneration you'd like to do. So just a reminder, we do have, because it is a holy day, it's just not a holy day of obligation. Um, so we have masses that our, our schedule changes for the holy days, which is 9 a.m., 12 noon, and 6 p.m. Nice. So make sure you, tr you try to come to one of those. We sh hopefully that's plenty of options for you. There's just no vigil mass um, this year because it's on a Monday, so we can't do it on a Sunday. Um, but then we move right into the next day, and this is always the case, November 1st and then November 2nd is All Souls Day. So this is for all, um, I guess, basically souls in purgatory. You know, it's, it's one of the works of mercy to pray for the living and the dead. And so um, we should daily be offering prayers um, for our deceased, especially loved ones, but anybody, any soul that's still in purgatory being purified, um, you know, by God's awesome mer mercy and generosity to us, you know, giving us every opportunity to, to be with him for eternal life. Um, 
but this year a little different. I always do a blessing at, at Gulf Cemetery. Uh, we do a little prayer service, and I walk around and bless the cemetery every year. But this year we called and and asked, you know, we do this every year. Can what if we offered mass there this year? Because this is one of the years besides Easter, strangely enough, that a priest every priest is permitted to offer three masses. <laughs> so normally Easter Sunday is the only other day that you can do that as a priest. Um, you know, by law, we're like, we're not allowed to offer that many masses in one day, but All Souls Day is one of those days, because that's how important it is to pray for the dead. So there's three special masses in the, in the Missal that priests can offer. So they'll, they'll have, we'll have our regular 8.30 mass in the morning for anybody who just needs to go to you know, work or whatever after that, but um, at 10 o'clock at Gulf Cemetery, right down 393 near Gulf Place, we will be offering a special mass in the cemetery for the dead. Um, so if you're able to come, if you're off work or whatever it is, um, it's going to be a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, we'll have you know an altar set up and everything. And um, I just talked to Clary Glenn Funeral Home recently, and they're going to come and provide some tents for us. We don't expect bad weather. Nice. It's supposed to be beautiful that day. Um, but if you want to get out of the sun or whatever it is, we'll, there'll be some, some shade for you. Um, so I hope, if you can, to come and help yeah. pray. We have several parishioners buried in, in that cemetery, especially our former pastor, Father Kevin. And we'll actually be doing Mass kind of right near his grave. Um, so I'm excited. You want to do the next announcement? I feel <laughs> well, like I, I just, just talked about, about I think uh, fall is just such an interesting time when the weather starts to change. And I don't know if you've ever experienced like there's a certain feeling inside, um, whether it's a loneliness or an emptiness. And just as recently this year, I've, I've kind of maybe been thinking about it in terms of death, that during fall seasonally, that's when things start to actually die in nature. And I think just these liturgies might be a good place to bring that feeling, uh, whatever you might be feeling with the change of seasons, to bring that to the Lord and ask Him to fill any places of emptiness, um, because He does. And our faith is real, and it actually provides fullness of life. So I think these are some good liturgies to to bring those, um, whatever it is that happens in these change of seasons, especially around, around this time, um, to bring that to the Lord. So November 3rd, um, two upcoming announcements. November 3rd, we're going to have a concert, which is interesting. It's not interesting, but it's, it's, it's good because we have it on a Wednesday instead of a Friday. Um, it's interesting and good, okay? So we're going to have that on Wednesday. A lot of our high school and other families have things going on on Fridays. Um, so on Wednesday, which is a great church night, um, we're going to have a concert with Colleen Nixon, and she's also going to be part of our women's retreat. A um, very talented um, young woman. She is friends with both Father Michael and I. Uh, we knew her husband in college and knew them throughout their, you know, uh, their courtship while they got engaged. We, we were kind of able to walk with them. And Colleen has what I would call just a very anointed voice. Um, you've heard her. Ta- you've heard us talk about her before. Uh, there's something special about her. She has a, a certain anointing. That when she sings, it's it's so clear and good and holy. Um, so she'll also be helping out with our women's retreat December 10th and 11th. So um, just try to. I, I would really, really uh, encourage you to make those those two um, those two events, um, the November 3rd concert and then our women's retreat in December. Oh yeah, we're. Lo- I'm really looking forward to to seeing uh, how that goes and and being there as your fathers. You know, we'll be there kind of praying for y'all and. It's going to be a great, great weekend full of, full of grace. Um, and just the last thing before we go, um, we, we've t- told you before, you know, we got approval to start a feasibility study for a school here at St. Rita's. 
So again, just want to remind you, please pray for that endeavor. Please pray for uh, the right property <laughs> that a school should be built on. And um, I've been one by one forming a committee um, for this study. So um, some of you know, that if, you, if you watch that, I've already called you and for your gifts and talents. And we just need, um, it's really going to be an effort of the parish, especially spiritually through prayer, um, if we desire this. And then the other side is especially financial support for something like this. We really need people to get on board if it's something we want, if it's not, or really it's if, if it's something the Lord wants for mm -hmm. us and for, for South Walton County. Um, but yes, just a reminder, please pray, maybe like what, just an intentional, uh, maybe like one Hail Mary is something we kind of turn to for things, things like this. Just, you just say, Mary, you know, please help us build a school at St. Rita's and then just offer a Hail Mary. Um, but any prayer we'll take <laughs> for this yeah. endeavor. But yeah, so we're going to, um, we're going to be starting that. Our first meeting, hopefully with the whole committee would be in November uh, coming up and then we're just going to get to work on seeing does does is this a need um, in our town you know in in South Walton County and i think that's hopefully going to be a resounding yes and not only a need but something that is highly desired all right well that that's the last big announcement now father luke is going to send us home and give us his blessing <laughs> all right everybody well thanks for watching and share our podcast especially with anybody that is local around here and hit the like button, subscribe, do the right thing. You know what to do. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We'll Go see you next time. God bless you. <laughs>